Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. Welcome, welcome. Merry meet all. I've had a few requests for how to do cleansing rituals, both for a space and for oneself. This episode is all about cleansing and protection of a space, and during the new moon, we will talk about the cleansing of oneself. As we are focusing on homes and spaces, take a moment to think about the variety of spaces in your life. Are there places where you feel more comfortable, more at ease? 
Are there environments that automatically set you on edge? Notice both the practical reasons and the more subtle reasons that might cause these impressions. What makes home, home for you? Many cultures speak of the essence or spirit of a home. Some of my favorites include Hayao Miyazaki, who does a beautiful job capturing this idea in many of his films, and Marie Kondo, who also mentions this in her theories about why it is so important to keep a tidy and organized space. While those I just mentioned feature Eastern ideas, Western culture also has a history of household spirits, funnily enough, including lawn gnomes who act as protectors of their home. Across many cultures, there exists the acknowledgement of a household spirit, a protector, or even a deity there to watch over the home and its inhabitants. Get to know that energy in your spaces. Sometimes it manifests in strange ways. Sometimes it's barely a quiet whisper waiting for someone to tune in. The spirit of a home can be a collection of singular energy or multiple gatherings, little bits spread throughout the space. Keep listening for a guided meditation to greet that energy and learn how to get to know it. Also in this episode, we cover a four-step process to cleanse, energize, and protect your home or space, as well as the short meditation on greeting the spirit of your home, as I mentioned. This whole process can be done in a single moon phase, or you can spread it out over the full lunar cycle. Pick what works best for you. Initially, I will do the process in one sitting, but when it comes to refreshing, I use the whole moon cycle to reinforce that existing energy work. It's an easy tie-in to your lunar rituals. Starting just after the full moon with the waning moon, it's always a good time for banishing and cleansing during that time as the moon diminishes in the sky. And then as we pass the new moon, you can do your personal cleanse. And as we gain that waxing energy, it's a great time for energizing your space. And a full moon offers a great energy for that final protection round. Ultimately, and as always, this is about what works best for you. I want to start with this disclaimer. Cleansing rituals exist in almost all religious practices, whether it is the incense rituals practiced in a variety of church settings or the Native American tradition of smudging, using smoke to cleanse the air is one that dates back centuries. The use in modern witchcraft and neo-pagan practice often appropriates heavily from the Native American tradition of smudging, which typically involves white sage or palo santo. Here's the thing. The term smudging is significant to a specific culture and a specific ritual, so perhaps it's best if we leave that term for those that actually practice those specific rituals. Many of the neo-pagan beliefs that borrow the term smudging don't actually follow the ritual practice of the originating culture. In other words, it has been appropriated and modified to fit a more white culture. There is a very large push to recognize the term smudging as cultural appropriation within the pagan community. For that reason, and because the use of smoke to cleanse a space is almost universal in its practice, for this pragmatic podcast, we are simply referring to this process as a cleansing ritual.
Spirits of the home or household gods also appear in a variety of traditions, all with specific ways of recognizing and paying tribute to this energy. Eastern cultures tend to recognize this a bit more than Western culture these days, but the concept is seen throughout paganism and folklore as well. Oftentimes referred to as a household deity, these demigod features looked over the house and the family within. Each home and tradition had a deity specific to their beliefs, oftentimes represented with a small altar where family members could make offerings. In other traditions, these entities belonged more to the fairy category, including gobs or hobgoblins, gnomes, lys, and other small folk. As traditions changed, shrines to more secular gods became important to show faith to the church. Do a little research into how your ancestors might have included this tradition into their lives. You may even find hints of this tradition passed down by way of lucky items that are kept within your home. No matter how you interpret the energy, the presence of it within a well-lived home is undeniable. In my particular cleansing practices, I tie together cleansing, re-energizing, and protection into one four-step ritual. During the cleansing phase, it is really about getting negative energy out the door. Then, the focus shifts from just getting it out the door to neutralizing the space, making sure that anything left is de-energized and ready for your imprint. Then, it's about re-energizing the space so that it hums with your vibrations and your housemates. If possible, this part should in fact be a full house participation activity. Lastly, it will be time to use that energy to set protection wards or energy boundaries around your home. During this ritual and in all cases, please be mindful of all residents in your home. Certain smells can be triggers for both people and animals. While some of the suggestions below include burning items such as incense, also consider that all energy work can be done without those. As always, all you really need is yourself. All right, witches, time to pull out that pen and paper. You can find me on Instagram for easy to read graphic instructions. All right, so to begin this ritual, we're gonna start with step one, which is to cleanse, removing that bad energy. Some things you can do. You can tidy the house, especially if you are missing items or are worried about theft. Yes, actually clean your house. Negative energy accumulates in messy piles and unseen corners. And once you've done that, you're ready for the next step. Using either your magical broom or a cleaning broom, you're going to sweep the house of any unwanted or negative energy, sweeping it out the door. It is best to start in the back corner of the home and sweep towards the door, doing an active meditation on the energy as you move. It does require a little bit of imagination to keep that meditation going, but the more you can focus on that broom sweeping through the corners and collecting unwanted energy and scooping it out the door, the more potent the effect. Oftentimes, I allow my meditation to change colors and textures as it takes on the unwanted energy. Sometimes I strive to balance and release neutral energy, but it's all about personal preference based on specific situations. Sometimes I just want that energy out the door. Next, step two, we're gonna neutralize the space. You can do the traditional incense sweep, allowing cleansing smoke to fill the air. This is essentially to help tune the energy to neutral. 
to clear the air, to bring balance, a clean slate. Go through the home with an incense stick of your choosing. Again, be mindful of other house residents. Pick a scent that works for you and them. You want it to invoke a neutral, calming state. As you move through the house, you will meditate on energy moving through the space, returning and cleansing the air, neutralizing, getting back to zero. Walk the perimeter counterclockwise to banish. Work from the inside out, moving in a spiral and ending at the front door or the end of the property. Next is step three, or recharging the space. You recharge the space by bringing back in the energy that makes a house a home. Here is where you are also raising energy by moving in a spiral, starting at the door and moving clockwise towards the center of your home. Just like your full moon ritual, find the thing that creates energy in your space. If you can, do this while you move in your spiral, finishing your tidying as you go. The goal is to touch everything and by doing that, retune it to you. Create enjoyment. Try to touch and enjoy as much as you can, but be practical. You don't need to dig into storage. Find an energy-raising technique that brings you joy and laughter. Continue this as long as needed until the space begins to feel like home again. If it means having friends over, then do that. If it means creating in your space, do that. It is so important to retune your space to you. And this is so often the step people leave out of cleansing and protection. Perhaps the most vital step. The final step, or step four, is protecting your space. There are many beliefs regarding protecting a home out there, so please consider researching traditions you may be culturally connected to. Here are some witchy ideas, though. Try hanging your witch's broom by your door, as it is said to cleanse all who pass by. Spread a line of salt in the windowsill and across doorways. Imagine a visual, energetic wall filling that entry. Spend time meditating on who should be allowed. Repeat this chant at each entry. A boundary be, energy true to me, only if I allow thee, as I will, so mote it be. You might also use sigils, talismans, or runes to create wards of protection. Sketch them in the air with your finger, wand, or incense. Your chant might sound like, I invoke thee, protect hearth and home, as I will, so mote it be. Lastly, but most importantly, protection for the home is largely the same concept as casting a circle, only on a larger and more permanent basis. Working on creating your smaller circle casts and then enlarging them to contain a space. And while you would dismiss the elements, the circle is never broken but refreshed each time you revisit this visualization, strengthening your defenses. The spirit of a home is so important. Sometimes you will enter a space that feels like a clean slate. The energy builds and shapes defining the spirit of the home as you live in it. Other times, you will occupy spaces that already have an imprint, based on years of life living within its walls. Older spaces are much more likely to carry this feeling. Sometimes it depends on how well lived the space is, not necessarily its age. Although time alone shapes energy just as much. 
In the following guided meditation, you will take a moment to honor the spirit of your home. This is more about tuning into the essence that exists than about asking for guidance through a deity. While the spirit of your home may manifest in a form that is comfortable to you, such as animal or human form, this is just another way to interpret and become familiar with the energy. Allow it to take a form that works best for you. Perhaps it is a smell or a feeling. Perhaps it is more. Do this meditation on a day when your house feels most like home. Find a quiet place, a space that feels most like you. Cast your circle, light a white candle, and let's begin. scent of your space. Sit in the memories of the space, the feeling it generates when you come home after a long day or time away. Take a moment to visually take in your space. Notice the details, the way things are placed. Then slowly begin to close your eyes. Sitting in the stillness, open yourself up to listen. Listen past the soft noises of you and the space. Listen past that to where the energy sings. Open yourself up to feeling, past the comforts and discomforts of body and space. Feel past that to where the energy vibrates. Allow yourself to be open to the space and what it might say or feel. Gently extend feelings of gratitude and welcoming, of introduction and greetings, a friendly extension of warmth and caring, of bounty and sharing. Allow the energy of the space to push back against you. Assess the tone, adjust as needed, balance and counterbalance. This is the beginning, a hello between housemates. Allow the feelings to move through you. Take note of the tone and vibrations of the space when you are just listening. How does this energy feel? Human? Animal? Other? Unknown? New? Gradually begin to pull back express gratitude take note of any residual feelings where does your mind drift how is your heart beating notice the speed of your breath and the taste of the energy in the air begin to tune back into the sensations of the world around you. Sound, smell, the movement of your breath. Allow yourself to focus on your body again, centering. When you are ready, spend a moment in gratitude to your space. Consider how you might better honor and treat the place you call home. Pause, then gradually slide your eyes open. 
taking in your space with fresh eyes, eyes that see beyond the things to the heart of your home. This first encounter may be brief. You may be met with silence. Keep trying. Not only do you have to listen deep enough, the energy has to be stirred enough to react. Keep at it. When it does begin to work, consider revisiting this type of meditation. Each time, a small conversation, an offering. In the meantime, treat your space as though it is sacred, as though you are living within another being. Much the way we live with, among, and on our bigger home, Mother Earth. Pragmatic pause. As a hostess, a specific compliment paid many times included, your house always feels like a home. I attribute that to the four-step process I outlined. Many people stop after cleansing, never re-energizing or creating wards for their space. But if you think of your home as your own little bubble, you would want to clean it, make it feel like you, and then add some protection to keep all that energy contained. Okay, now let's take a moment to talk the science behind all that craziness. We know that particles alter their charge based on the movement of their electrons. When this happens, they more easily bond with some particles over other particles. This is what creates tangible items in our universe, and all the unseen particles in between. When cleansing, you are really trying to repel a specific energy from a space. When neutralizing the space, you are again altering the charge or vibration of a particle. The idea being to create a neutral slate in which to tune from. In the case of protection spells, you are altering the energetic vibration that will hold the non-visible particles together, essentially creating an energetic barrier for protection. As always, be sure to take practical steps to guard your home, whether it is motion cameras or security alarms. Please don't just rely on magical means to protect you and yours. Be safe, all. Have a topic you want to learn more about or a request for a spell? Please let me know. Your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast. You can find me on Instagram at The Pragmatic Pagan, on Twitter at Pagan Pragmatic, or on Facebook at A Pragmatic Pagan. If you follow me on Anchor Podcasts, you can even send me an audio question that may be played. Check it out. Would love to hear from you. <music>